Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Slavic Bros. My name is Tyler, and this is my very misguided friend, Austin. What's up, guys? Charlie Dean. <laughs> hey, so uh, before we get started, I want to give out a little bit of a question out to you guys. So Austin tried to ask me before, <laughs> the, uh, it, what's better, Tejano music or disco polo? And in my eyes, that's like comparing like the Rolling Stones to K-pop. There's no... No connection there, and, and I, <laughs> but either way, I'm gonna say disco polo because I was just down visiting Austin for for a week, and the amount of Tejano music that I heard over the span of that, it is just it just burnt me out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that being said, we do have some guests on with us today. So, do you guys want to give a quick second to introduce you guys to uh, everybody listening? Yeah, I'll go first. Hey, y'all, I'm Tyler Persifka. Uh, I do some Czech polkas, polkas and waltzes uh, with the Moravians out of Ennis, Texas. Um, it's great to be here. Thanks, Austin and, and other Tyler for having me on. Looking forward to, to a good hour. Hell yeah, man. Heck yeah. All right. I, I, guess, I, guess, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go next if, uh, if I'm up. Me. Yeah, go ahead, Isaac. All right. So my name is uh, Isaac Klaus. Um, I play German, traditional German music with my own band, the Lederhosen Junkies. Um, we're from out here in uh, New Braunfels, Texas. Awesome. All righty. My name is uh, Zig Campos. I play uh, Tejano and Conjunto music. I play with, uh, with uh, a family band started by my dad, and I play with uh, my brother as well. He plays the bass guitar. Uh, we're called the Conjunto Cats, and we're down the street from New Braunfels over here in Seguin, man. So I'm glad to be out here with y'all, and yeah, I'm excited, man. Awesome. That's what I like to hear, continuing family traditions. It's a great thing. Um, thank you all for being here. I really appreciate all the time to be here and talk about your music. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll dive right in. So I want to ask the three of you, what first got you into polka or Tejano music, um, and what made you want to play it? Yeah, I can go first again. You know, living in or around a, a very Czech-rooted community in town, um, that's just kind of what you did growing up, right? You went to the Czech dances. You, uh, When you were a baby, you slept under the table on the pallets and things like that. When you were you were too young to know what was going on, uh, grandparents are involved in a, a Czech hall out of Dallas and, and helped run, the, run that. So we spent a lot of time up there, too. So, um you know, it, it just when you grow up around it, it really just kind of really does embed into you. So older you get, the more you, you like it. And I actually uh, the first time I ever played on stage uh, was with the Jody Mikula Orchestra and the Brajels, uh in a battle dance in Dallas, Texas. I was probably in junior high, didn't know any better. Um, so I had a really good time doing that. Didn't officially join a band until 2017, 2018. Um, played baseball throughout high school, traveled a lot. So didn't play. I didn't do band or anything in high school. Um, and then finally, when I got into college, had some some relatives that had started a band when when they were all in high school and and they had some some shakeups happen. So um, that's when I ended up joining and then have loved it ever since. That's awesome. I got to say, I, I love your music. Um, and that's really cool. You got to play with Brazil's polka band because I think they retired a couple of years ago. So it's, yeah, really it's been a while before they retired. 
Absolutely. I, I want to say they retired back in mm, 20, 2010, 2012, somewhere in between there. Um, so it's been it's been a little bit. But yeah, that was very cool experience. Like I said, probably did not know any better at the time of, of how much I should have cherished that. But I, I do uh, like that that was my first experience on stage. So. Hell yeah, man. That's some good shit to hear. Absolutely. Um, Isaac or Zeke, what, what got y'all first interested in playing um, accordion music? For, for me, it was uh, pretty similar to Tyler, actually. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in a German community, but we did a lot of the same things. You know, we had our Oktoberfest, especially in New Braunfels. Uh, we had Wurstfest. And um, I grew up going to that a lot. And my my dad was a huge polka head. And so he would listen to a lot of polka music. And so I would just hear all the recordings, too, of the, the guys like uh, the Seven Dutchmen. Um, uh, who was it? The Alpenfest, all, all the guys like that from back in the early and mid 2000s. And um, eventually I just kind of got interested in it. My dad got me an accordion and I started playing. <laughs> And that, that's that's pretty much how, you know, just like like he's like Tyler was saying, you know, just being around it and it just kind of starts to embed itself in you and you just appreciate it more as you get older. Good stuff, man. Yeah. The accordion is a, a, a God's chosen instrument, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's just You're probably like, the only person who's ever said that. <laughs> oh, man, you, know what? you know what? All right. All right. All right. All right. That being said, even if I am, I, I'm going to say I'm correct in that statement. There's something special about the accordion when you hear it, it just like. It just goes through your body. It calms you, and it just makes it puts you in an overall happy mood. Unless it's if it's played by French people, in which case I get sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what they destroy the accordion music. The French people, but every other country I know has good accordion music. Um, yeah. Call me old fashioned, but I prefer the accordion to guitar. I like guitar, but yeah, I, yeah, I prefer a polka. <laughs> <laughs> What about Sir, you? I guess I'll go. Yeah, man. Um, exact same as uh, as my boys, man. I I grew up around it. My dad, he he plays the the bajo sexto. It's a Spanish guitar, very popular in conjunto and Tejano music. And um, shit, I was the I was the little kid in the bar, man, asleep at two, three in the morning, just <laughs> waiting for my dad to get done with his gig, man. So, uh, like yeah. like I I've grown up around it, watching my dad and then my grandpa as well. He sang Tejano conjunto music, man. So uh, so you know it just over time you I guess as a kid you don't really you don't really appreciate it, but as you get older and you just keep on being surrounded around it, it just it, it grows on you, man. And uh, oh. that's how that's how I was, man. And now it's it's a passion, it's a love, man. And um, I'm grateful I was able to be put in the situation to be put a uh, be around musicians but musicians that play accordion music you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. that's awesome bro and y'all that are listening i have to say um zeke has got a dope tiktok account that's actually how i found him in the first place he posts videos of himself playing accordion but an accordion and mm -hmm. they're they're sick like they're really good <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so I have to shamelessly plug Zeke. Like y'all should check him out on TikTok and like see his um, Zeke. You mostly do like renditions of like Tejano hits, right? But do you also make some of your own music too? Yeah, I do. I uh, whenever I was first learning the accordion, I was just I, I made a couple of my own polkas. I have one. It's called Polka Pantera, the Panther mm -hmm. Polka, 
And then I have another one. It's called a uh, Polka Z after my name Zeke. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have some original, some original stuff. But uh, but a lot of what I post on TikTok, I try to get the views. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So so it's a lot of covers. It's a lot of uh, uh, popular polkas. A lot of pol- popular cumbias as well. And um, with TikTok, man, I feel like it's it's TikTok and any social media. It's just spreading spreading the word about anything and if you put yourself out there you'll be surprised of how many people will will you know find you so with also man with the accordion music i want to i want to keep it going for generations and generations and keep me as a as a younger younger kid you know playing the accordion uh sometimes it can be hard because it's not a normal instrument like the guitar it's yeah. not necessarily something that's cool either, you know, but it's something that me and uh, especially, you know, y'all as well, we all uh, have a love for it and we have an interest for it. So that's a big reason for doing TikTok and uh, why I'm so active on social media. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. Like I just happened to, I was searching Tejano something because I saw some videos. So I just searched Tejano on TikTok and then you came up and I just started watching your videos and I was like, damn, this is cool. Like, <laughs> I, I like this like i want to see more checks doing this <laughs> yeah well I, I appreciate it man i try whenever i play i try to bring that energy and try to really put that feeling into it you know what i mean and i, I think just playing by the heart anyone can feel it so that's what i try to put out there man amen man. De- definitely what I, I feel like all three of y'all have said like you kind of grew up in the environment where it was traditional and like y'all all about keeping the traditions in a different community so that's what that's what we love to hear. Like I'm all about like you know preserving traditions and continuing them. Yeah, it needs to happen more throughout the uh, country, honestly. And we're we're seeing more and more groups just turn their backs on it, and we don't think it's okay. And I'm sure you guys probably agree on that as well. You, if you start doing that, you're gonna see the death of the cultures overall. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Pretty sure. That being said, though, so we have you guys on here and. A real general question that I personally I want to ask: Do you guys see a lot of connection between like Slavic music in general and like Latin music or Hispanic music? Because Austin and I like have have seen this and they kind of explored that in the past, and we think there's a connection, but we want to hear from outside sources too. Slavic and German too, in this case. Yeah, and German as well. <laughs> there's overlap I mean- in there. I mean, I, I guess I'll go first. I actually have a really great story about this. So back when I was about 16 or 17, I guess, I think I was 17, I was in this contest called The Big Squeeze. And so for those of y'all who don't know, it's a contest in Texas that's for different types of ethnic folk music. So they do conjunto, uh, they do uh, polka, and they do zydeco. And so I was in the polka category, of course, and uh, my audition was in San Antonio. And... Um, I was the only kid there uh, that did polka. Everybody else there was doing cojunto. And so up until this point of where I was in my, I guess, my career, um, I hadn't really had much exposure to cojunto and Tejano aside from just like randomly hearing it on the radio station every now and then. And so I was warming up backstage and I was just like playing my song, you know, and this kid comes up to me and he just jumps right in. And like I said, everybody else there played cojunto. And, you know, we jammed out. We had a good time. And I asked him afterwards, I was like, dude, how did you know that song? And he's like, oh, you know, it's whatever, whatever song with a Spanish name. 
Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, you know, it's this German song. He's like, oh, no, like, it's literally the yeah, same yeah. song. They just changed the name and that's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we learned it from you guys. That is so cool. Yeah, that I think awesome. there's some Polish and Czech songs that are the same way, where it's the same melody, just different different, uh, yeah. <laughs> different words and, and names. But I know there's definitely specifically Czech music or, or Czech accordion and folks and waltzes, there's definitely a correlation with Tejano or Cajunto music, right? Like we've got multiple Czech bands in Texas that played more Tejano styled songs, right? So there's the Juarez Polka, um, Arancho Grande, you'll see a couple bands doing Volver now. So there's definitely a, a crossover there with, with bands happening. And I will say, I, I do really enjoy listening to a Tejano or a Cajunto band playing because I don't know what it is, but I feel like just the accordion runs that they have in some of those are just crazy. So apparently I need to go watch these TikTok, except for I don't have a TikTok. So I guess I'll have to find you a different way, man. You got to um, get one, bro. You got to get one. I'm telling you. But no, I mean, there's, there's definitely some crossover there. I mean, it dates back to so, to some of the greats and, and like Flacco comes to mind, right? On the, the more Cajunto or Teano side, mm-hmm. um, that, that comes to mind where, I mean, a lot of, of Czech accordion players look up to guys like Flacco, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good shit. Yeah, man, and I'll I'll add on to that. It I believe I believe around the 1800s. That's whenever the the Germans came over here to Texas, man, and uh, they introduced the accordion music to the to the Mexicans here. I believe Flaco Jimenez's dad, Santiago Jimenez, he's one of the pioneers for uh, conjunto and tejano music. And yeah. like I said, man, and it, it always goes back to the to the Czech and German people, man. If it wasn't for them, the I don't know if Tejano or Conjunto would be around, you know what I mean? So I I believe there's a big, big uh, uh, simil- similarity between it. Whenever you just hear the the um, the polkas, the don't pat, don't pat, don't pat, don't pat. I mean, it, it's all the same. Tejano, German, it's all the same beat. The the different chords, the different, uh, boy, it, it, whenever you really listen to the chords, some of the polkas are the same the same chords you know just maybe switched up a little bit yeah, but yeah. pretty much it's it's all the same the waltz the waltz as well the mexicans they have their their way of playing waltzes but and the germans have their ways but at the end of the day man it's the same same beat you know what i mean maybe different words different little runs but that's at the end of the day i believe it's all the same thing man man i just i just gotta jump in and say how much i love the mexican waltzes <laughs> Oh my gosh, I could listen to those for hours. I love them so much. I love them so much. That's that's awesome. Like I love how like three different cultures are all connected in Texas via the music. It's just such a cool thing. Um, I will say too, I think um Isaac, you and Tyler mentioned that y'all both have heard uh, Mexican Conjunto or Tejano songs that, that sound very similar to German Czech and Czech ones. On TikTok, actually, I recently posted a video of Czech polka dances, and, like, I didn't use any audio. I just, like, used the OG audio from different YouTube videos, and one of them was, like, an old dance, like, not even, like, a song I know, like, we don't even play mm-hmm. it in Texas, like, it was, like, it was, like, old from the 1800s, and some group out of Prague, like, from that region um, decided to, uh, you know, redo it, and some Mexican guy comments, and he's like, hey, that sounds like El Raton Vaquero. And then I listened to that song and I was like, yeah, it sounds almost exactly the same. So <laughs> I, I <was> like, <laughs> damn. 
I mean, I uh, for German music, a, a song like that comes to mind. Uh, before the chicken dance was big, the big like group participation song for Man, don't even bring the chicken dance But the big song for the Germans before that was uh, Herr Schmidt around here, which is actually just straight up the Mexican hat dance. Like they they have really? changed it in no way. Yeah, and they um, you know we would even do the dance uh, very similar to how the Mexicans would do it. I, I remember doing it a little bit as a kid and you'll still see places do it that, you know, are like really rural. Um, some of those real small towns that you go to, they'll be requesting it and they want to hear it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, there's actually a song that the Germans picked up from the Mexicans that we thought, Hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to learn to play this. <laughs> that, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I've noticed too, like a lot of like the newer Czech and Slovak music from Europe, like, you know, like they call it Yodovka or folk music. So it's not, mm-hmm quite the same as like the texas czech and czech american polka music but it has like the polka beat or the chardash or waltz beat to it a lot of it i think has like latino specifically i'm thinking mexican influence because yeah yeah you'll listen to it and like you know it has the polka beat but like it's just it's not quite the same as like the texas czech stuff i'm familiar with i feel like it's like faster accordions and it has like you know a lot of like just general fanfare in it which Czech stuff usually does but this is even more so than the usual Czech stuff <laughs> so I think that there is some Latino influence involved in it I think also like the the stylistic choices like not even of just the vocals but the way that they're trying to record some of their like music videos too Austin I don't remember off the top of my head what that one video you showed me was um but it was like a straight up copy of just like like various Hispanic cultures, like the entire vibe was just like pulled straight from that. I was like, whoa, that's cool as hell. But like, it, it's just not what you think, you know, an, an entire ocean away. It's like, wow, they, they they really just like pulled that entire thing. And now it's like super unique for that area because nobody's seen that, but they just like kind of copied it from a different part of the world. Yeah, I, I tell you what, like on that note, I noticed um, that te- old Tejano music videos from the 90s I went back and was just watching them recently because I wanted to see, I just happened to be curious to see what was on YouTube. And uh, so I w- watched, um, I believe, Emilio Nevera's one of his songs. And I was watching the video and I was like, this just looks like it could be a Czech folk pop video. Like, because, yeah. you know, like in the video, like it starts off with like some guys playing dominoes outside. And then grandma comes out, she's pissed off, she slaps grandpa and then knocks the domino table over. And I'm like, no, like, I've seen this in the chat video. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Man, it's crazy. It, it's crazy how we all come from different, different genres. Well, not different genres, but we, we come from different uh, ethnicities, uh, different. We come from different parts of the world. But at the end of the day, we're all playing a similar, similar type of music and with an accordion in it, man. I think that's freaking badass. God's instrument. Um, one question I have too is um, do y'all feel like young people, like you know, like people like our age and younger connect to y'all's um genres of music? Absolutely. Um, I'll let you take it first, Isaac. Go ahead. Oh, all right. <laughs> You're starting I, off I, on a I, good I, note. I, I think so. Um <laughs> I think it all depends on how it's presented. Uh, that's what I've noticed a lot with my band. Um, it's really a lot of presentation uh, because I think the music itself inherently, I mean, it's just a good vibe, right? Um, 
And it's, I think really it comes a lot down to presentation and how each individual band is doing it. So like my band personally, we're real big on like our stage presence and getting people involved. And more often than not, we have absolutely no trouble getting people our age into the music and vibing with it. It just, we just got to, you know, hook them and reel them in in a way that they can connect to. And uh, the way that my band does, I just, you know, big stage presence and we're just goofing around with each other and people kind of want to join into that. And so, yeah, we, we've not really had much trouble bringing in people our age. So I, I guess like my, my question for that, I, th- I think it's awesome. I think we need more of that. But like, honestly, in, I may be cynical when I say this. But I honestly think that it's like, it's very like community dependent. And I, I think it's like one of those niche things. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, like you're attracting like a niche group of people and they may be like that particular community may be very like active in it. But I think like oh, across the board, across the United States, like it may be hard just to like recruit younger folks to it on average, unless you're already in like a, a niche community that's like somewhat exposed to it or had it in the past. I don't know. That, that may just be like a me thing, but like here where I live in Virginia, I think it'd be like in my area, it'd be very hard to get people to be uh, going back to that style of music. Like even like the town I'm in, which historically had some German roots. I'd be hard pressed to be able to kind of introduce that music back to people outside of something like Oktoberfest, like a festival people wouldn't normally um, seek out, even though I personally think they should, you should have the historical music back again. But like, I don't know. I, I just think in my eyes, it's very like regional or community dependent. I think, yeah. I think that's very accurate too. It's definitely region dependent. Well, it, yeah. depends, it depends on the event too, right? So like Isaac, we just played up in, in Munster with y'all's group. Oh yeah, that's that, right. We were jamming out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's one where you you really have to you, you get the 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 uh crowd involved and y'all do a really good job yeah. with that. Oh, well, thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for us, I mean, I feel like the majority of ours, you know, the average age in the audience might be 65, 70, you never know, starting to push push some years, but I, I it does depend on the event, it depends on the region. Um and it is kind of hard, right? Like if you stick to your traditional Czech polkas and waltzes, you're not going to pull in a lot of young people, right? <clears throat> and so that's where you'll see a lot of Texas Czech bands also doing some countries, um, old old school countries for the older people. You'll do mix in, like we'll throw in some turnpike troubadours and stuff like that for, for kind of a newer age country. Um, but for us, like you almost have to throw that in to be able to keep it going, right? Like to keep all 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 of the audience engaged and get all kinds of people there. Um, I mean, there's sometimes we'll play some some gigs and you look out and you've got the dance floor is full on a on a slow country song and maybe half on a, on a polka or a waltz. Well, guess what, boys? Like we're we're probably gonna play a little bit more country that day. Um, <laughs> you just kind of really have to play to the crowd and what they're gonna like. And if they're not coming in the door, like you got to play for who's there um and i think it all just kind of depends on on how much you market it going in and and um just area you're in yeah yeah i have to say at the national polka festival i was really impressed with the amount of young people that were there and i had a colleague who is from arizona who came to it too wanted to like reconnect with check roots and he said the same thing like he was like looking around and he was like you know i'm impressed by how many young people there are like you know like i think like during like the day there was like lots of older people but like you know, like the Friday nights, there was quite a bit of young people and also Saturday nights. Um, of course, there was a lot more at the country concert, Mike Ryan's country yeah. concert. But still, I, there was quite a few, I thought, at the um, Ennis Check Boys performance Saturday night, too. So I think it is kind of like how you present it. Like, if you're able to kind of make it upbeat and, like, 
make it in a way where it combines, you know, probably like, you know, like Latin Tejano and maybe country and also country influence too into it, 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 you know, draws, it helps draw younger people, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 I think so too. I think so too, brother. There, also, uh, I'm sure uh, y'all have heard of a uh, Grupo Frontera. Mm-hmm. They, they just put oh, out yeah. a, a song with, uh, with Bad Bunny, man. They, those guys are from uh, the Valley, from Edinburgh, Texas, from South Texas, right there by the border, man. And uh, those guys are putting accordion, they're playing cumbias, but they're putting accordion music at the top of the world, man. They have the number mm-hmm. one song in the world. But just different, they they took it to the next level by doing little collaborations, you know. Little, I, I mean, big collaborations with Bad Bunny, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, there's guys like that that take it to the next level and they're they're putting courting music on on top right now man but um with our band we're kind of like Isaac man we we're we're a younger younger band it's my brother he plays bass bass guitar he's 19 years old our drummer he he just uh he just turned 17 and he he plays the drums in our band and then my dad he plays a uh, bajo sexto but we try to bring that energy man we try to bring the bring the energy and bring the the younger folks into it man just just with 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 the vibe like i said people can feel the music and whenever they feel you're playing from the heart they they you know they get it off to that man so yeah i think different different collaborations like grupo frontera doing they're they're helping to put accordion music out there and um not and whenever us as bands play we don't just stand there like and just go through the motions we actually put effort and feeling into our music that'll draw and bring the the younger people into it that's awesome to hear and yeah like i think uh, both bad bunny and also maluma one or two years ago have done collaborations with nortenio slash tejano bands and i love it like group of frontera's new song with bad bunny is fire like i've listened to it like probably like 50 times tyler we were listening to it in the car on the way to miami <laughs> oh yeah that, that's actually that, that song slapped i like that one Yes, bro. Grupo Frontera, that's the band right now, man. That's and it's crazy, man, because I think I think last year they started off uh they did one song. They did one song that no se va, no se va, no se va. Mm-hmm. And then that one just freaking took off and they started doing collaborations and now they're freaking touring all over the world, man. So that's yeah. that's awesome for them. Yeah, I think it would be cool to explore maybe like having like different Ch- Slovak or Czech, you know, like more prominent bands in Europe, like doing collaborations with some of the music here. That would be probably like that would take some time, probably. But, it, you know, I think over time, like, you know, if like some of these bands can start touring the U.S. more like, you know, in Slovakia, they got bands called Kondratovci and Kolorovci that play like polka country pop music. Like one and what recently Kondratovci went to a big event in New York City for a Slovak community there. So if these bands can maybe like tour around the US more and see the different communities, relationships could be built and that would be cool to see in the future, something like that on the Czech side. I I think what you're talking about there, um, we definitely started to see some of that in the German sphere. Um, like there's one band um called the Happy Hour Band. Actually, Tyler, I think. You probably played with them too at uh, Munster. Do you remember them? Um, I can't think of the band's leader's name off the top of my head. Anyway, but yeah, in the German sphere, we're starting to see some bands from Germany come over to the U.S. And they're doing that kind oh, of yeah. country pop polka mix. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think we're definitely starting to see kind of what you're talking about, at least in the German sphere. I don't know so much about the Czech sphere, but at least the German sphere. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. That was a good time. They were a lot of yeah. fun, man. <laughs> oh, I think dude, they those were, guys were awesome. They were, and I feel like they just, like, throw to, they, they were just a throw together for um, Oktoberfest, too. That was, yeah. that oh, was dude, they're actually, actually going to be back at Munster <laughs> for October. Oh, are they? I was talking, oh, yeah, man, I was they talking with them the other day. Dude, yeah, I cannot wait. They were a good okay. time. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Um, I, I know that we got uh, corrected on our ziggy zaggy ziggy zaggy or however you say it. <laughs> I, I do not claim to be German at all, so I, I might have butchered that for anybody listening. Um, yeah. But, but, but yeah, yeah, they were they were helping us with pronunciation. Dude, don't feel bad because I almost had a Czech guy throw a beer bottle at me once for how bad my Czech initially was when I first started learning Czech songs. Like it was atrocious. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. That is rough. I, you know, those older people, they don't play. I know we had one time in, in Munster, some lady came up and we were playing a, a Czech polka or something. And she's like, you know, play German music. And we're like, we're a Czech band. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you like, We get the same thing, man. We have people coming up to us. Y'all know any Dwight Yoakam? Does it look like I know Dwight Yoakam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's always people like that, man. Always yeah. people like that, man. <laughs> you know, I, I oh. hope to hear Dwight Yoakam in your next TikTok. That's all I'm saying. I got to. <laughs> hey, Flaco Jimenez did the Straits of, ba Streets of Bakersfield. So, yeah. <laughs> so you never know, man. We'll see. Go. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll come Heck catch yeah. one of your shows in Seguin and specifically request Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> hey, well, I'll keep that in mind, man. I'll tell my dad we gotta we gotta learn a Dwight Yoakam song, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's funny. Hell yeah. Well, while you're at it, if you want, you can learn a Czech song too. I can recommend some good Czech songs. <laughs> Let me know, man. Let me know. I'm open. I'm open to learning anything and everything. Yeah, I, I wish I could. Uh recommend some more Polish things, but uh, the reality of it is, even though I fiercely defend Poland, and I, I like like some of our music, some of our stuff is just so far out in the left field, and I'm like, god damn, like, were they tripping on acid when they made this? I mean, god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what some of the Czech stuff is, too. Like, like the Texas Czech stuff, I love it, but some of this Czech Czech stuff, oh my god, like, it is, it's like they took our music and butchered it. Like, they made it so <laughs> slow and boring some of the time. Like, oh, like, I don't even know what they're doing over there, but it's getting better slowly, I think. Yeah. Hey, though, um, that being said, though, guys, I don't want to go too far over our limit here. I try to keep it around 30 minutes. We noticed that some guys, like, kind of trail off around, like, the 30-minute mark. I guess the attention span just dies. Um, oh, yeah. Can't blame them too much. I, I, I also don't want to be listening to a super crazy long podcast, so I get it. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming on here and providing some really interesting commentary and also – Making it so me and Austin don't have to speak as much as we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely appreciate Thank you for having us, brother. Yeah, yeah dude, this was it. this was totally awesome. This was really yeah. cool. Thank you so yeah. much. The reason yeah. drink bourbon on a Tuesday night, I'm here for it. Hey man, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think I'll, I'll speak for Austin for the both of us here, but uh, I know we'd love to have you guys on. You know, either all together again later in the future, maybe individually too, just like you know, one on one. I think that'd be real cool to have um, at some point. If you guys are down, um, but we, we can cross that road later too. Yeah, Dude, sure. yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> or I think better we yet, wait till like Isaac and I are together, and we'll do it live at, at out of Munster, and then we'll just Heck bring yes. Jake with us. <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, guys, but uh, thank you so much again, and uh, thanks for everybody to listen. Yeah, thank y'all for coming. We really enjoyed having y'all. Um, I know it's kind of out of the blue, so thank y'all so much for being available <laughs> and sharing your perspectives. Um, we look forward to having y'all in the future. And if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you for listening. Absolutely. And for all you guys that made it this far, check all of these guys out. They are awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Right. Cheers. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.